Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, yes, yes. A Wednesday morning. Good Wednesday, one and all. Taz of the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Number to call 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. Thank you, Pete. You got Mike and Pete across the way. Bogish with your updates. We're coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocky Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless Mortgage experience. What's up, Taz? What's going on, man? Oh, good. Moose, uh, outstanding again. Um, uh, I know another I day, another outstanding yes, day. Yes, you Look two are you. outstanding. We're both, we're both outstanding. Cooking with gas. Everyone's outstanding. Everybody's happy, peppy, bursting with joy. No another doubt. Wednesday edition. The of atmosphere Taz around here is fantastic. Positivity brings power, my friend. You Absolutely, know that. Yes. Brings success. Brings sure, that's enjoyment. That's a shirt right there. Well, you know, at times I do spitball that's, poetic. That is that is a T-shirt. It's great to see you, my man. Lean Mean just bought one. <laughs> He's like typing up. All right, that's hold on. Exactly that. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice black. T-shirt, yeah, uh, some orange print, and nice. away you go. Yeah, like Very that. nice. Okay. Sounds good to me. Buddy. Uh, uh, thank <laughs> you for tuning in to each and every one of you. Sirius and XM 206, um, the app as well, and uh, all of our great affiliates across the country. We'll take you for the next three hours. We're going to be joined by Tony Baselli coming up later on in the program. We'll talk a little Jaguar football as they have a new quarterback in Nick Foles as uh, we're approaching week three of the NFL preseason, which is the dress rehearsal um, and uh, before we get down to week four and then the start of the NFL regular season after Labor Day weekend and closing out the unofficial, the unofficial closeout of summer, Taz. And, uh, you know, yesterday as, uh, you know, we wrapped up our show, little do we know that uh, we'd have, a, you know, two uh, current Cleveland Browns going out there and making some noise <laughs> once again, uh, that being Baker Mayfield, the other one being Odell Beckham Jr. and Mayfield, uh, ripping on the Giants a little bit in terms of his comments, and uh, he tried to clear them up via Instagram. We'll get to that momentarily, but um, in terms of the clear up, but initially criticizing the Giants in terms of their quarterback evaluation, talent evaluation, talking about winning being important, pointing the fact of taking Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick, and the fact that he was what seventeen and nineteen as a starter at Duke. Right. Yeah. I you know I saw the comments just like you did. And I was like, ah, right, come on, man. I mean, I mean, you know, are you trying just so hard to come off like a like a just like a jerk? I mean, you're trying to. I mean, wh- why? Why? There's no need for you to go at this kid who's just trying to do well. He's going. He's playing behind uh, a, a guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer, probably right, and, and Eli Manning in in a little market called New York City. And he's, it's hard enough for this kid out of Duke to try and do some good stuff early on here before the season starts. And now you got Baker Mayfield coming at him, saying how shocked, in paraphrase, how shocked he is that the Giants took him. Like, you know, basically burying the kid, ripping the kid in that one sentence. A kid who plays the same position, Moose Hessen. 
Same position. Right. Come on. No, I, I get it. didn't Bad bother look. me that it much. It bothered me a lot. It uh, did. It bothered it, me it a didn't, lot. It didn't bother me that much. I mean, we, we want our athletes to be open and honest. Uh, he reiterated the comments of basically every football fan in America. Did you know, he I, not? Got, I got to tell you. No, he did. He did. You're right I about mean, that. that was, but I, I mean, hold on a second. I want to just say I don't want our athletes, me personally, to come off like uh, like that. Like I, I don't want. I want them to do their best to be respectful as they can of each other and respect the craft and and have that brotherhood, as opposed to coming off like uh, like you're a member of the media saying something like that. Like he like he's a retired player uh, on a panel that he's on, he's getting paid from one of the big networks to give a, a you know an opinion on a player. You know, he's like the same age as this kid. It's like he plays the same position. No, I, I get that, but he was being honest. I know he was being honest. I understand um, that. You know, That's if, true. If someone, a, if someone asks you a question, you know, I want our athletes to be honest. I want our athletes to be open. I don't need to hear, <laughs> you know, the 12-second the Derek Jeter cut in which they say next to nothing, but it's a 12-second Derek Jeter cut. Uh, I I don't me personally I right, I don't well, need I don't want that I, I but want, you're, you come up through the years through the media that's why that's why you and I are different um, and that's respectable and it's fair and it's fine we're both entitled to that I I'm not the judge you I'm just saying no, I think no, I think that's why you probably have less of a problem than I do with it that's what I'm saying well I, I don't I, I you know I don't know I mean if you want you know there are guys that are gonna do it their own way so you think that you know regardless of what you feel as an athlete you should bite your tongue I this is what I feel <clears throat> I mean if you're gonna put it in a nutshell I mean yeah if you want me to just say yes or no to your question yes but to be expanded a little bit sure my thing is this moose you mentioned Derek Jeter and how you know guys like that. They're saying next to nothing when they when they were be asked a question about another player, sure. a contemporary, right? The reason, the main reason why that happens is because you said player that's going to be honest and outspoken, and your inside voice is going to come out. Yeah, the media is going to love it. Some fans will love it because hey, he's transparent, he's honest. But the problem is, you got to go out there and still compete. So when you fall short, or you make mistakes, or you're playing poorly. Or you have an issue. Now the the spotlight's on you even more. That's why it's just it's that's why most athletes don't do that because they're living in each no. other's shoes. Well, I get why they. I understand why they don't do it. Uh, but I mean, if you perform, you have nothing to worry about. You can't. Yeah, but it doesn't always go. At some point this year, Baker Mayfield is. There's going to be some sort of a problem with him on the field. Either he's going to not be getting completions, or maybe throwing some ints, or. They'll be losing game. I'm not wishing it on the guy. I'm saying at no, some no, point. I get it. He's not going to be successful that's every what I mean. single at week. Every snap, I, I get, not, no, I, I get it. I, I understand that. Oh. But, I mean, I, you know, I guess I look at it in, in terms of a, a scenario. And, no, I, I did not play NFL football or major college football or anything <laughs> of the like. But, you know, I, I do would rather have guys tell me what they really feel instead of tell me something and do something else. Yeah, you know, you know, because you know, you bring up, uh, you know, I brought up the Derek Jeter example, Correct. right? Yes. Derek Jeter would not publicly say anything ill of Alex Rodriguez, but behind the scenes, we know that you know he did not make life easy for Alex Rodriguez when Alex Rodriguez was a member of the Yankees, right? So, I mean, what would you rather have it? Would you rather have a guy be? And that, that's just one example. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a myriad of examples, hundreds of examples. Uh, of of players, you know, behind the scenes that don't get along. Not everyone is is honky dory and and does get along. And 
And Mayfield did go on Instagram and clarify and said he was surprised he was the number one overall pick, uh, that he was not expected to go to the Cleveland Browns. There were people that were critical last year of Mayfield going number one overall. Um, you know, and 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 didn't think that he was the the number one quarterback in that draft class. Uh, it said he was asked the question uh, in the GQ piece uh, about evaluating the quarterback position, and that's when the name Daniel Jones did came up. Uh, did, did come up, and that's where he said he was stunned that the Giants drafted him sixth overall. So he he, he did clarify the statements and <clears throat> saying that you know that's not exactly what I said. Uh, because it, and obviously this was not this interview was not done yesterday, nor was it done last week. You know, so it's been it's been it was done a little while ago, and they held it right. before well, the start of the NFL regular season. Yeah, Mayfield, re, to your point, Moose. You know, for him, I guess we could say retracted his statement, or whatever you want to call it. He he was responding off of Instagram, off of something Boston's had out there, and he said, "This is not what I said." Just just so we are clear, I also said. To the point you just made, Moose, I was surprised I got drafted number one, then was talking about the flaws in evaluating quarterbacks where I brought up winning being important. Reporters and media will do anything to come up with clickbait stories, heard nothing but good things, and wish nothing uh, but the best for Daniel. You know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he did that because, A, he felt bad. B, maybe a veteran or a coach on his team said, listen, dude, you, you can't do that. You got, you can't do that. Or maybe he was misquoted, uh, number three. So who knows? I mean, uh, I have no problem with him backing off the statement. A lot of people were ripping him like, ah, oh, there you go. You're backing Now, now, you're, now you're, you're backtracking what you said. Because you make a good point, Moose. The GQ thing was a while back. Okay, and he could have been taken out of context. I've been taken out of context in interviews in, in via text, you know, like print. So I get, I well, understand. Say he's that. doing an interview and he's he's asked about evaluating quarterbacks, and the the first guy he thinks about is is Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, is saying he was surprised that Daniel, and and that's the example that he does bring up in saying that, you know, you know what defines him is that he wins, right, and that winning well, is important, and and NFL general managers are a little bit lost on that, that you're either a winner or you're not, and Daniel Jones was not a big winner. <clears throat> At Duke, so I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the point that you're making, Taz. It's a fair one in terms of of criticizing guys, and um, if you're a current player, but I, I also don't think Baker Mayfield worries and wakes up and worries about failure. I, I no, don't no, think. I, I, I know that's. No, yeah, I know, but that's I, not what I mean. No, no. I, but I, it was a point that you brought. I up. I did bring the point up, right? Yeah. And I, I'm not saying it's the main point, but the point being is that I don't think. <clears throat> He fears failure. I don't think Mayfield says, I'm not going to say this because if I don't perform, it's going to come back on me. I I don't think that – I don't really think that – I get the sense that doesn't go in through his mindset at all. Well, it doesn't. And I think the, just – I'm not a psychoanalyst, but just to break him down, I think because just seeing enough footage and hearing him enough, Mayfield, I think it's because he, he tries really hard. He wants to be Mr. Gunslinger. He wants to be you know Billy Badass – you know, yeah. on the mic, and that, that's off the field. That's his shtick. I'm the guy who went against the grain. Everybody says I got a chip on my shoulder, and you're damn right. I got a chip the size of Texas on my shoulder. That's his shtick, and you know what? I respect it. I was happy. I'm happy for him because he is a guy who paid his dues. But I, I don't like when guys try too hard to be controversial or try to be Billy Badass, and I think that's what he does. What about if someone takes that persona and he's not trying to be Billy Badass? But takes that quote, and all of a sudden it it, it gets blown out of out of proportion. Well, that's the Cleveland Browns' fault. 
That's Baker Mayfield's fault. That's the Cleveland Browns PR guy or girl's fault. Because when you do an interview in print like this with a, with a big outlet, okay, you, you, there is time before it comes out. And normally, when I worked for WWE and TNA, whenever I would do an interview in print, the company wanted me and them to see the actual article before it got posted. I'm assuming the Browns and or Baker Mayfield didn't see that. Because if they did, they'd be, it makes him come off like a complete douche. Right, but this could also be a scenario where the Browns have nothing to do with it either. It could be as I PR disagree person with that. or it because could be you know what? Moose, I disagree with that. It could be, but I disagree with that because he's under contract to them. He's the franchise guy. And Giants they, had no idea Beckham was doing an interview last year with ESPN. What, when he was under contract? Correct. That's crazy to me. And well, you're, they did. You're sure about that? The Giants yeah. didn't know. They had no idea. They was doing the interview with. with <laughs> That's Lil, amazing. With Lil Wayne. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah, that was, right. That was so, very funny. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I, that's amazing to me. Right. That's so, amazing. I mean, uh, you know, so you look at you look at the the very fact of you know there are other there are other areas. I mean, it's not as controlled of an environment. Say, I know you know to a to a lesser extent, but I mean, there are certain interviews that happen, you know, especially during the course of the offseason, Taz. I'm not talking about during the regular season. During the regular season, you know, if uh, if you want to get an interview with a giant, you have to go through the proper circles. But there are ways around that as well. I right. mean, because, well, I, you know, I, I remember when I was a producer, I could I could set up interviews with players through agents or if I had the player's thing. and, and Phone number play. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, correct. Or email. And, That's and you, how you would do it. Well, there were times I did it. Yeah. There were other times when I did not the have the contact. They go through the team. Did the and team then, answer question? Did the team ever get upset with you or the show? For that sure. You didn't go there were times, it? yeah. There were times. Mike, yeah. same with you, with, uh, yeah. produ- produ- booking guests? Oh, yeah, you'll get a slap on the wrist. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I mean, my, but That's kind of the point I'm making. Well, but there were other times where the team didn't say anything. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So, I mean, it does I believe run. you. I'm just saying that's yeah, weird. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but yeah. it's not as, as controlled of an environment, because, especially now, Taz, with all the other different outlets that you have, with sure. all these guys having <laughs> yeah. you know, different people working for yeah, them, yeah, and, yeah. and what interviews you do want to do, won't, don't want to do, what's going to help your brand, right, and how right. it's going to get. So it, it's not as controlled as maybe you know some would think, that you know, all of a sudden I have to go through, say, for argument's sake, Pat Hanlon of the Giants, for any giant interview to get him on the that, that's that's not the See, case. See the thing you mentioned about Beckham, you know, on the ESPN thing, and it's a great example to counter my the points Giants I'm making had, here. Giants were stunned. They Giants were, really... were stunned. Had no idea. I believe you. I got it. That's stunning to me. But I do think that maybe it's a little bit of a different situation because Beckham kind of was with the Giants for a long for quite some time. They've had a lot of issues. He might have just been disgruntled. I just did the interview where Baker. This is his second year in the team. He's the poster boy for the team. They love him. They handpicked the he handpicked basically his head coach and Freddie Kitchens. They love him. Okay, Dorsey, that's his buddy boy. You know, they, they love him. They love him. They love him. So I, my point is, I, I just my I, I don't know the details of it. I would feel that the Giants were less, were kind of looser, not caring about Beckham doing whatever the hell he wants because they maybe wanted to cut ties. Then who knows? Where with Beckham? Well, I'm sorry, with um, Baker Mayfield, I do think that. They, I would assume that the Browns want to protect him from stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, we don't know. I, I, I mean, can't we speak know. to that. I'm yeah. not, I'm not hundred percent sure. I mean, I, I think the Giants, I, I think that interview was kind of the last straw. I think, That's my point, though. Moose. No, no, but I don't think before that interview they were looking to get rid of him. 
You see what oh, I'm saying? Oh, I see what you're saying. That, that kind of put it over the edge. With the the, like, yeah, like this guy. Kind of, that was the straw that broke, okay. Right. That, I, I, I think that interview was okay, kind of like, oh, my God, it's more nonsense. I understand. At first, I didn't know what you meant. Do you know what I mean? I think before that, they were fine. And then Beckham's coming out and saying, you know, was being asked the question, is Eli your quarterback? I don't know. He's just added more. You know, we went through that whole interview at the time. I mean, Taz, there's a number of ways you can look at. Listen, he's put a big bullseye on his back. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, if he doesn't perform and he fails, it's all going to come back on him. He's adding pressure in a league in which there is a tremendous amount of pressure for you to perform each and every week, regardless of contract, based on you know all the focus that's on each and every NFL game. He's put even more pressure on himself. And I understand. I think there are a lot of people out there that are tired of the Cleveland Browns already. Uh, and the season has not even started. Absolutely. They're tired of Odell Beckham Jr. They're tired of Baker Mayfield. They're tired of the, the head coach, Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. They're tired He's of the, the same way. He's Billy Badass, too. Right. They're tired of Dorsey. They're yeah. tired of them all. Dorsey, um, right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. For an organization that's, that's done, nothing. Mo- done nothing and been no more for failure in Jim Brown than anything else. <laughs> um, you know, they, you know, I think people are tired of the Cleveland Browns already, and I get it. I get it. And I think probably the reason why he walked back those comments is he probably read them in context and read them in the article and and said, you know, I'm coming across really poorly here. Right, I don't want right. to rip a you know a fellow quarterback in the National Football League and, and tried to walk those comments back. But, you know, I, I do think that I, I hope that honesty does still play where guys are going to give an open and honest answer. Uh, but I do know that guys are also going to try and be as politically correct as possible because they don't want to create the headline that was created yesterday. That's correct. And you don't want to end up in a locker room where you have other players saying to him, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, when the doors close, the code amongst the athletes, like, there's a certain etiquette, there's a certain way you go about things, and no matter if the media likes it or fans like it, don't matter. It's about the brotherhood or sisterhood in the locker room. I'm telling you that. See, I so. had more of an issue of what he had to say about Duke Johnson than what he had to say about Daniel Jones. The Duke Johnson comments about his role on the team, remember that? Now Duke Johnson was traded away. Yes, now I remember. Yes, so, yes, yes. I, you know, after they after they added, brought Kareem Hunt aboard, and Johnson, who signed to a contract, basically was upset and bothered. Yeah. Well, you know, played the role before he eventually got traded away from the Cleveland Browns organization. But remember... Mayfield came out was critical of Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, yeah. At the time, I had more of an issue of that, him publicly coming out of that because that was a teammate. And, okay, agreed. And I, 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 and I think you. I know you and I discussed it. You Jackson, when you Jackson went to the Bengals as right. an assistant, and he blew the, the, the Browns beat the Bengals in midfield. They go to shake hands, and you Jackson, like a gentleman, an elder, his former head coach, yeah. the Baker Baker blew him off and was disrespectful. And I, I I know I ripped him right here in the seat, and I think you did too. We were a little taken aback and disappointed how Baker was. Yeah, I thought that was a, a and and I get why he did it because he he should have been starting week one, and they were starting right. Tyrod Taylor, right? And he felt like he he was not supported by Hugh Jackson at the time. But and he made comments why go to the Bengals, you know. And we were like, dude, you, you, this man needs a job. Right, but that's why – But I agree with you. But that's why, you know, he is – you know, I, I guess and, – and I don't disagree. I, I, I'm just saying I think that's what makes Mayfield Mayfield. I, I, I don't think Mayfield could have the personality of Daniel Jones with the way that he traveled Agreed. up to I, the Cleveland Browns. Totally I don't think agree. he could totally. be – I don't think he could be, hey, I'm not worried about that, I'm not concerned about that, very Eli Manning-esque. I don't think he could be that way. 
you're right. And 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 you know what? Baker, I don't think Daniel Jones could be the other way. Right. Everybody's who they are. And I, I respect that Baker needs to be Baker, and he should. And I tell you what, with Baker, he's just got to be careful with burying contemporaries right, right now when you've done nothing. You're going to your sophomore year as an NFL quarterback, and you've done nothing, nothing. So the thing is, you know, I, I look, he's done a great job, Mayfield, building his brand. He has. He's, he's on all sorts of TV shows. He's getting interviewed by GQ. He's must-see TV. Um, he's everywhere. I mean, he, he really is. For a guy playing in a market, no disrespect to anybody in Cleveland, but it, it's it's not Chicago, Miami, L.A., or New York. It's not. Let's no. be honest. Well, Dallas, it's no. not. It's it's a smaller market. And he's it's like you would think this guy's playing for a top five, six franchise in the country, meaning, meaning city, I should say. You know, market, I should say. That's the word I'm looking for. You know what I mean? And he's he is polarizing. No doubt. And, and he's and, created that. Well, and, he, and he's created that. And, and Taz leads me into, I want to get your thoughts on this, is um, if I were one of his teammates, right, uh, like I mentioned, it did not bother me, you know, like it bothered you about the comments about Jones. And there's a number of different ways to look at it, right? And and nobody's wrong in terms of, you know, their opinion, right? So I want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS. But – the thing that the thing that would irk me most about Baker yesterday and the comments coming out from an interview he did a while back is if I were one of his teammates, I'd get tired of the nonsense. I'd get tired of the distraction. I'd be sitting there and say, you know, we're trying to win football games. Oh. Where where ultimately that is what you're gonna be judged on. Um, you know, I, I don't want to hear about the Giants. I don't right. want to hear about Daniel Jones. I don't want to hear about you criticizing Giant fans a couple weeks back. Remember, we did yeah. that in support of Odell Beckham Jr. Like it, it's time, and I get what you're tr- the brand that you're trying to do, but you know ultimately you're going to be judged based on what you do on the football field. And let's focus on football here. Yeah, it, it, you said a word earlier in in the word was bullseye that that he he Mayfield's putting a bigger bull bullseye on himself. And when you do that, and you're the franchise player, you're the quarterback. That bullseye is bigger than your back. That bullseye spreads <laughs> to the running backs, to the guards, the to tackles, everybody. the centers. Right? They to take the your receivers. words on That's them. It. It's to the whole team. That's a good so, point. So you know, when you say bullseye, you're right. And but it's on everyone now because so to the point you just made. Yeah, veteran players or other players, maybe they're the same age as him. Defensive players, they might. I can see a, maybe a guy like Miles Garrett go up to him and say. Hey, yeah. Shut the blank up. Yeah, what are you doing, man? Let's just try and get this this thing right and win some games here. Worry about week one, two, and three here. <laughs> and not worry about your th- – I understand he did it a little while back. And they got to tell you, whenever they do these GQ uh, interviews, it's like the, the fashion stuff comes out. Like you see Baker wearing these yeah. fancy clothes. and Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's part so, of the yeah. style. It's part of the shtick. That's it. Yeah. Stuff right. that you and I could not pull off. No, Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Yes, uh, no, you're right. We couldn't pull it off. Not Taz, I'm sorry. I'm not I trying to insult you, but well, no. you did, but I deserved it. But no, it's fine. No, you're right. Uh, That's uh, insulting. No, I was telling Pete he should wear schmocks to work, like yeah. a, like a science teacher or a doctor. White schmock, schmock, something like that. Schmock. I was close. It's not a schmock. But see, you knew what I meant. I see did that? a white schmock. Yes. When you Don't said you think like people going... look good in that? No, he can't wear a smock. Airbrushed like a... on his arm, Taz and a moose, and on the other arm, airbrushed the DA show. Talking about a smock like I was in, uh, like I'm about to dissect a frog. Yes, exactly. That's no. what I'm talking about. No. Pete the body would look great in a smock. Right. Put him right. in a mask. Here's <laughs> a right. Here's a uh, here's a cow's heart. 
Yeah. <laughs> Remember the tag team wrestling, the Executioners years yes, ago? Yes, yeah. Executioner mask with the smock for Pete. Yeah, watch it. Right. It's a hell of a gimmick. That's nice. I mean, it's it's early on a Wednesday show. You're basically telling them to wear a mask to work every day. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Did Mayfield's comments about Daniel Jones bother you? Did they seem out of context, out of line? Did you not have an issue with it? want to hear from you. 855-212-4227. We'll get to Odell's Beckham Jr.'s constant focus on the Giants. Um, who didn't interview Odell Beckham Jr., by the way, after this trade? I want to know. I mean, it, basically, I feel like every everybody and their mother got time with Odell Beckham Jr. No? Not, not us. <laughs> Especially after he hears some of the stuff I've said. He might not. Uh, it's Taz and the Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227, your number to call. It's Taz of the Moose, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free live, brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money, switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Just got going, talking about Mayfield's comments yesterday. Well, they came out yesterday, they weren't from yesterday, criticizing the Giants, talent evaluators, the quarterback position, bringing up Daniel Jones as an example, walking back those comments then. After the GQ article did come out, looked very, very sharp, as Taz noted, uh, (laughs) during the spread in GQ. As the Browns are really kind of, amazingly enough, even with the dominance of the New England Patriots, and you can look at some of the other storylines around the National Football League, I could make the argument, Taz, that the Cleveland Browns have really sucked the oxygen out of the room when you look at the focus around the National Football League, I guess Antonio Brown in this dopey helmet scenario. Oh, oh, um, you can look at Andrew Luck and his, and his uh, you know, his calf now high ankle sprain out in Indianapolis as well. But not even that. I mean, I would probably say the Antonio Brown, Zeke Elliott. Uh, but I think for the majority of this offseason and through training camp, mm-hmm. I think it's been Beckham, Baker, and the Cleveland Browns. Absolutely. I mean, they have just uh, they've done a great job really, you know, jacking up that offense, and we've talked about that a lot over the past couple of months for sure during the offseason. You know, and right now the timing of the GQ thing and the stuff that, you know, that uh, Baker said about Daniel Jones and all this stuff, and now this, this, is, this will have life and oxygen for a week. All they should be focusing on right now are the Titans. Week one, that's it. Yep. The Titans, the Titans, the Titans. That's all they should be thinking about. Nothing else. I don't. I don't disagree with you there, but I, I think for a team that's won nothing, yeah, oh, that is that has accomplished nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they've been able to generate as much focus as they have, absolutely, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's pretty remarkable. It's crazy, and, dude. And it's it's crazy. not like they went to the playoffs last year, no, right? I no, mean, they no. they failed down in Baltimore. Mayfield got intercepted on fourth down by C.J. Mosley, the former Raven, current Jet linebacker, uh, to end that game. As the Steelers were watching at home, remember that? Yep. yep. Um, right. remember on the that, big yeah. screen at Heinz Field to see if they could make it into the postseason, they did not with the Raven victory. Um, but a team that's done nothing, they've they've basically been, for the most part, the, the focus. Aside from these individual storylines as a team, they've been the focus for the better part of three to four months. And, and You're right, and i got to tell you. I think it's crazy. It's great for them. I, no doubt. I don't care if you like Dorsey or not. He's done a great job bringing, all these, people, bringing these people together and making this thing because he's got the right personalities there. 
uh, for this because uh, you might love them. They could, some of them could irk you. Some of them do irk me. Kitchens, not a fan. Uh, right out of the box. Baker, I used to love. I don't like him anymore. Well, here's here's what I do like about the Browns. They all have guys that are kind of coming from the same flow. And what I mean by that is, uh, now, individually, I mean, every storyline's a little bit different, right? You know, Kitchen's getting criticized, uh, you know, by his former offensive line coach. They shouldn't have gotten the job. Greg Williams should have gotten the job, right? right? A lot of people Mayfield was, you know, a walk-on at, at, you know, at Texas Tech, Oklahoma. You know, ends up being a Heisman Trophy winner, right? Jarvis Landry couldn't get along with his... Head coach down in Miami, they shuttered him away and traded him to the Cleveland Browns. You look at Odell Beckham Jr., you know, the York, the giant organization, they sent him to the Cleveland Browns. You look at it, there's a lot of with the bigger names on the team, they're kind of like kind of familiar stories, right? Dorsey, right. who helped rebuild the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, was, you know, the organization was turned over to Andy Reid. Right, and now right. Dorsey's running the Cleveland Browns. It's kind of very similar in nature where everyone in one way, shape, or form, uh, small chip, big chip, they've all got a chip on their shoulder to prove some people wrong. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dorsey and, uh, and and company and the whole front office, they did a great job in the draft and when they got Baker Mayfield. Not just Baker, they got Nick Chubb, the excellent running back yep. out of Georgia. They got Denzel Ward, an amazing cornerback out of Ohio State. Right, Ward was in that same draft, I yep. believe. So in that class, I should say. And and the other uh, players escape me right now, but I'm seeing those three, those three, three are top players you know, those are legit guys right No, there. they are. You know, right. So they did, they did a They've good job They've done a nice there. job right. you got to yeah. have the talent. And they have the talent, and certainly their personality, Taz. I'll tell you, they're going to nauseate people. Yeah. If they win 10, 11, 12 games this year, say they win that MSC North, yeah. I mean, they're going to tell you how it's good like, they are. Well, yeah, and it's different. They're gonna, and they're they're gonna, gonna, people are going to be rooting for that team to lose. Oh, yeah. Week. They already are. People are already. And, and they're, they're going to be annoying as the Patriots. Go Pats! But in a different way, the Patriots without the trophies, right? Well, the, right. the Patriots annoy you, <laughs> annoy most people because of, yeah, they're jealous. People are jealous of their success. They're not braggadocious. No. They don't say much, which makes it they're more uh, cerebral, kind of like the all the years of the Yankees. Well, years ago the Yankees. Well, I'm going way back, like when they had Reggie Jackson and Billy Martin was the manager. They were oh, the bra- they were they were brash. Yeah, the I mean they were yeah they were. <laughs> yeah. They told you how how yeah. now legit they were. So that's maybe a bad example, but like the the evil empire of the New York Yankees. Yeah, late nineties. Yeah, they, they, I'm saying they're they're not they, that wasn't braggadocious. They just won. No, they just won. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have to tell you how great they were. That's you how the Pats them. are. Right, right. right exactly. You that's them, the Pats, and that's the Pats. These they're, guys here, to your point, Moose, the Browns, they're gonna win some games, and when they win, oh my God, they're gonna let you know. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. They tell are. They're no doubt about it. They're gonna it. tell you. There is no humble pie in Cleveland. No, that guy Kitchens, that friend. Kitchens, bro. Yeah. Let me tell you, that guy. Oh, that that is a pompous, arrogant man. I never met him, and yes, I just passed judgment on him. Yes, you damn right. So I do, I'm a radio host. I'm allowed. Uh, what's contract. going on, Andrew? How oh, you doing, wow. buddy? Look, I just walked in finally. Oh my god! All right, take some busy. Get coffee. Can you get me a speaker outside so I can listen when you're in break, so I know to come in? There actually and... is a speaker outside. Is there? Yeah. yeah. And you can just turn a little knob to the right, and you'll hear it. The show. Uh, uh, Bogus turns it down. Instead, well, you know why? Actually, He's basically it's... looking through the glass at Boomer and 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 Geo. Like, oh, oh yeah, look at right. them. Boomer's I want to be. Here, right. well, yeah, Boomer's back. Yeah. Oh look, oh look at Boomer and Geo. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't. Right. I didn't have minutes this morning, so I knew. Boomer was back. And Amy uh, this is Boomer Esiason. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, well, King has arrived. Yeah, it's yeah, been a it's been so. rough couple of days for me. Monday and Tuesday with Boomer not like your here. Thoughts. Why? 
well, I thought maybe they would use me again <laughs> to oh, for, you know, oh, hang oh, out oh, with oh, them. Oh, but they would do updates. <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, Jerry Recco's in that, though, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Bogus, bringing the focus on himself. Yeah, oh, big time. Yeah, and I, I sunk right into it. All uh, right, yeah. you right. I'm like, oh, really? Tell me more about you, you Andrew. Water. <laughs> Tell me more about you not doing updates on WFAN. Yeah. Oh my God! Didn't, oh my God! Didn't happen. No, no updates this morning. No, Ship you're just sailed. stuck with us. He's stuck. Yeah, yeah stuck. I'm really fired up for your update. Take it <laughs> Here's away. Here's your report. It's sponsored by the NFL, right, who invites fans to participate in Huddle for 100. Fans are encouraged to volunteer by getting out, getting active, and improving their local environment. Visit NFL.com/slash/Huddle for 100 to learn how you can get involved. As the cool kids might say, and Pete the body can confirm, Cody Bellinger kept it 100 last night at Dodger Stadium. Line drive base hit right center field. That baby's going to roll to the wall and clear the base. Mm. On his way to third is Bellinger with a head first slide. He is out. But he knocked in three. For his first career 100 RBI season, that was Charlie Steiner on Dodgers Radio. L.A. pounded Toronto 16-3. Clayton Kershaw went six to earn career win number 166. Speaking of pounding, you're going to get to the Indians-Mets update? Oh, here we go. Breaking his tie with Sandy Koufax for the most by a lefty in team history. Arizona third baseman Eduardo Escobar also got a 100 RBIs with a two-run triple and an 8-7 victory over Colorado. The Cardinals down the Brewers 9-4 while the Cubs beat the Giants 5-3 so St. Louis remains a half game up on Chicago atop the NL Central. Yes, the Mets did thump the Indians last night 9-2. The Twins ran away from the White Sox 14-4. Minnesota's division lead grows to three on Cleveland the A's took their opener from the Yankees, Taz, 6-2, after the Rays fell at home to the Mariners, 9-4. I don't want to go there. I just Funny, you don't play the Orioles and you can't win, huh? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Nice one, Andrew Bogus. The A's have actual baseball players. Oh, He's bringing the hits. Look at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Okay. Uh, the Cowboys <laughs> finally handed out an extension yesterday. It went to linebacker Jalen Smith. A five-year extension said to include $35.5 million guaranteed dollars. Stephen Jones hoping they can soon celebrate deals with Zeke, Dak, and Amari. They're no different than Jalen. They want to be here. They want to be Cowboys. And I still stand by. We want to get them contracts at a they're having a happy moment like that, and it's still good for our team. The only update on that offensive trio is on Amari Cooper. He's reportedly dealing with plantar fasciitis. He hasn't practiced in two weeks, isn't expected to play at all in the preseason. Antonio Brown found a usable and certified helmet and returned to Raider practice yesterday. His second grievance against the NFL expected to be heard on Friday by the same arbitrator that denied his first one. And Broncos rookie QB Drew Locke dealing with a significant thumb sprain from Monday night's game. Locke seeing a specialist for more info, but is at least likely done for the preseason. Taz, back to you. You you mentioned, uh, was it Amari Cooper with the plantar fasciitis gimmick? Mm. That deal right there is, I knew someone who had that, and then a kid who played with my son, played lacrosse, had it. On the bottom of your foot, you hit like, dude, that couldn't. I be, had it once; it was terrible. You had it. I heard it's it super even painful. Yeah, yeah. Never, is it like same pain as the gout would be? I never had that either. But uh, I've never had the gout. It just like it was like you're walking on nails. Really, and it's you're that bad. like I couldn't bend my foot. It was terrible. It's inflammation right there, and 
there's a muscle band that goes right through the main part of your foot, Moose, and you get inflammation on the back part of your heel. It's, it, it blows it up, and apparently it's super painful. No, I've never had it. I don't know, yet. Andrew Bogus had it. Would you get it from walking back and forth to the uh, from this room to the other room? How'd you get it? I'm just wondering. I had it before I worked here, I think. But yeah, okay. it was just you know walking into a Where's studio somewhere. Sorry. <laughs> shot. Ooh, I was running from a fight and I got some hits and giggles. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, you're walking to Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I put all plant the fish. Hey, yeah. I wouldn't make Dunkin' jokes. <laughs> no, if you're, I, if you're I get thirsty again. I won't do that either. You're yeah. right. Uh, He's right about yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe he made a little run. Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, Ty Lewis. No, I thought you were ago. done. Yeah, I could be. See you later. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Talk uh, to you, you next time. Yeah. Well, yeah. back. <laughs> great. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about Odell Beckham coming. Jr. See you soon. And his recent right. comments. Well, recent comments that were came out in his latest piece, right. Sports Illustrated. The Cleveland Browns on the cover of their uh, NFL preview issue. We'll get into that next as he continues to talk about the Giants, or did, and maybe well, I don't stop it. Probably will. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. We'll do that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to ask the pros. Were you the listener? Get to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts uh, for all your car care needs. Can guarantee low prices. Excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices. Every single day. So we had the Mayfield comments, and then we had the Odell Beckham Jr. comments in Sports Illustrated as um, their football issue coming out in which, uh, you know, he said, uh, you know, his trade from the Bra- from the Giants to the Browns, um, you know, he said it was personal um, that, uh, you know, they thought they were basically, you know, sending a – no, I'm paraphrasing here, but in essence, like, sending them to Siberia yeah. uh, by sending them uh, to the Cleveland Browns. Like witness protection program. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, that they were <laughs> trying to hurt his career is, yeah. and everything like that. It's I mean, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's well, the, totally ridiculous. But here's the problem. You know, what do you – if you're Beckham, he's a highly emotional guy. Yeah. Um, he was bothered by the trade. Now, he played his role in the trade as well, right? He flirted with the idea of, you know, you know, uh, he was open and honest. I mean, he made it public about, you know, the potential of, uh, you know, wanting to, to play in Los Angeles as the Giants and Rams, you know, according to Pat Leonard of the Daily News, who's been on our show, uh, reported this way back when, that they had conversations about trading Beckham to the Rams <laughs> before the Rams acquired Brandon Cooks from the New England Patriots, right? So, I mean, it, you know, so you look at Beckham, you know, he gets the contract, you know, he plays a role, he continues to be a distraction, he's not supporting the quarterback who's won two Super Bowls for the franchise, they're a losing franchise, they've got new leadership, it's no longer, uh, you know, it's now Dave Gettleman, it's not Jerry Reese that's running the franchise, uh, they're tired of the headache, they don't want to deal with the nonsense when they're losing, they can deal with the nonsense if they were winning, uh, they get rid of them. Uh, Beckham makes these comments in a highly emotional state at that stage, Taz. Mm. Um, he doesn't feel like he was treated properly on the way out. You know, Gettleman calls him and basically says, um, you know, I'm trading you to the Browns. And in essence, you know, that ends the conversation. Um, you know, it's not like Pat Shermer was all that supportive either after the trade. 
Um, so I get why at the time when he gets interviewed by Sports Illustrated for this, why the emotions do run high. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. But, I mean, if you're saying, like, again, if Beckham, if Beckham to come off like, hey, you guys are sent, again, paraphrasing, for you guys to send me to Cleveland, it's like, okay, they're sending me to Siberia or to witness a production program. It's a slap in the face and a complete insult to the it whole is. Cleveland Brown organization, to the city of Cleveland, and to any fans throughout the United States or world that are Cleveland Brown fans. So when you say that, you have to think of what you're saying, that you're insulting like a whole bunch of people, including the guys you're sharing a locker room with. You know, so, uh, and his statement is was incorrect uh, because, you know, would they take a guy like a Baker Mayfield to that level and the other players that they had on that team – that you, you could tell before Beckham got there, a lot of people, including us, were talking a lot about what the Browns could do this year because their roster, like we mentioned a few segments ago, today, Dorsey's done a good job, you know, making the moves he's made. So that was his comments, Beckham's comments, a little bit of a BS to, to think that you're going to Siberia like you're trying to... Well, I think it's the marketplace. Well, exactly, right, exactly. I, I, think, it's, I think it's Cleveland. It's not New York. It's not L.A. Yeah, it's not Dallas, Chicago, Chicago Dallas, Miami, Miami. Right, a bigger market. It's, right, not, right. it's not a bigger market. Right, like we were saying earlier about Baker, how I was putting him over, saying, hey, Baker's done a great job branding himself being in a small market. So now, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. You you mentioned the Lil Wayne thing that the interview that Beckham did that the Giants didn't know about right, right before they, they ended relate the relationship with uh, Beckham. You know, if you're Beckham, you go on a, a big platform like ESPN on television in a sit-down interview with a little guy next to you, a little Wayne, a little hip-hop Jones, you know, and you're doing this, don't you think it's going to piss off the GM and, and the team? Well, you would think. You kind of drew, drew the line in the well, sand. no doubt. And I, I think he probably thought at that point in time he was untouchable. I, yeah, got the yeah. contract. He got paid. Yeah. They rewarded him. You know, people warned him. The Giants, that organization that is, you think it's going to get better after you pay him. It's going to get worse right. in terms right. of creating the distractions. You know, he you know he loves the focus on himself. He plays off of it. Uh, he does want the attention. I think it's more about the marketplace than it is the, the team looking at the Browns on the whole. That's I mean, a good because point. Yeah. I, I think it's when he's when he gives you the comment, "This was no business move. Uh, this was personal. They thought they'd send me here to die." I think it's more of a case of you're not going to be the focus anymore in Cleveland. Good luck getting the attention in Cleveland that you got in New York. Yeah, I, I think it's that. And I don't and also, know if that necessarily plays in the National Football Yeah, league. I don't either. And I also think it's a thing where, look, everything is business. These GMs are making moves that are, you know, sometimes it, uh, do they get personal? Yeah, I think sometimes business is personal. In any business, it happens. <clears throat> but I, I don't I don't feel like the New York Giants, and I, look, I got no skin in the game here. I got no dog in the fight. Neither you. We're not, we're not Browns fans. We're not Giants fans. Yeah, whatever. But I, I think what the Giants did was fine. They take a guy who's a great player. Okay, he's a headache. But he's yeah. a great player. And what do they do? The Giants are in the NFC. Let's send them anywhere but the NFC. Let's send them to the AFC so we don't have to deal with them. You know, we know, we know how good he is. You know I mean? We'll send him to the Browns. Uh, okay, great. So he's in a completely different conference than us. Right or wrong? I mean, why, why would you? No, it wasn't, it wasn't like they traded him to the, to the Redskins or traded him to, to, the, to the Packers. You know, where they got a, you know, he's in the NFC or especially NFC East. They would never do. But I'm just saying, like. Get, just I think get they trade them to a great situation. They did. I think so too. Now there are, <laughs> but there are people in the NFL that said, "Well, if you put him out there and said we're moving him, then you might have gotten a better deal around the NFL than you did say from the Cleveland Browns." Even though they said it was a great deal, I'm not saying it wasn't a bad deal. You got a safety. 
He got the 17th overall pick. I mean, there right. there were positives to that trade, Taz, but there were a lot. There well, are some. Do, there are I some mean, executives that feel like, okay, if the Giants really threw him out there for every team, they could have gotten maybe a better offer from another let team. Put you on the spot. I don't know if that's you the might not know the answer, but I know you know a lot of people at the Giants organization. Peppers, what's the is good good reviews out of him right now? The camp right now, the, the yeah, safety? they like him. They yeah, like him. They do. They I, do. I'm a big believer in that guy. He's yeah. a Jersey kid too. You know, yeah, they like him. They, they, he's a great athlete. He's I tremendous. Mean, he's a tremendous he's great athlete. At Michigan, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they you know coming back home. I, I know there were some that kind of maybe not within the Giants organization that thought maybe it was not necessarily a great thing for him uh-huh. to be playing so close to home. Really? Yeah. But Interesting. That's not, that's not, that has not played out early on here. Uh, I'm surprised that they don't have more hype. I mean, I think he's a tremendous player. So yeah, I, I hope I, he does I, great for the Giants. And I, so do I. I loved watching him in Michigan. I was disappointed with the way he played in Cleveland. Absolutely. After getting drafted. Absolutely. I thought he'd be a bigger impact player than he was uh, in Cleveland than he, what he turned out to be, and hopefully he is the case with the Giants. I yeah, hope so, maybe. Um, but there you have it. Beckham and the Browns, Baker and the Browns, they need to just... They need the regular season to get here. Start winning some games. That's what they got to do. We'll go to the campgrounds. We'll go camping oh, next. Yeah. Taz Moose on a Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.